This is Up for Debate, episode number 233, recorded May 26th, 2022. The Great Summer Franchises. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, the debate podcast where the two hosts agree on everything. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by a man who'd rather spend his summers inside watching a movie than he would outside baking in the dangerous sun. It's Matt Mariani. Hello, Matt. You know, that's actually pretty accurate, Sean. How are you doing? Are, the are sun you is bad a, for you. The sun is trying to is. kill you, Matt. Don't go outside. That's as why humans say, invented inside. I forgot where, but they but there is a famous saying that the sun is a deadly, deadly laser, right? I think that, it's in our, um, is that uh, Evil Dead, I want to say. Probably. No, maybe it might have been the Magic School Bus. I think the Magic Miss Frizzle said that. I'm not a plant, Matt. I don't need the sun. We have vitamin no. supplements. I don't need the sun. I have depression yeah. already, so it doesn't matter whether or not I see the sun. Yeah, so. I mean, the sun will just make you more more depressed, right? Isn't that how the sun works? Well, having sunburn is pretty depressing. <laughs> yeah. Having skin cancer, kind of depressing. So Kind of, yeah, kind of depressing. Um, yeah. But what about a sick tan? Do I strike you as a guy who ever has or could ever have a sick tan? You would look kind of interesting, I think. With the... I, I, I legitimately have thought, like, I should go and get, like, a spray tan or something and just see what people say. I think it would be hilarious. Like a cop, one of those like copper yeah. put, put on. Yeah. Okay. Copper yeah. spray tan. I don't have the patience to like go to a tanning booth for weeks, but just to do like a spray on, I think would be awesome. You do that. And I will try acupuncture. We'll see who has. Well, a I'd rather time. do acupuncture. That's not fair. You get the, <laughs> you get the one. No one can tell you did. Like, no, trust me, they put needles in me. I don't have any proof, but it definitely <laughs> happened. Meanwhile, I'm like orange. It's like, God damn it, Matt. Very good. How about this? I will get a spray tan, and you have to get frosted tips in your hair. Bring back the 90s boy band look. Wow. Okay. Okay, you let me know. You let okay. me know when that's happening. Our next well, how, long do those la- how long do frosted tips last? I'm afraid to Google it. I have no idea. Probably for a good while. You're, honestly, your best bet would be to have the frosted tips for a week, then just shave your head, and then just have it grow back natural. <laughs> like, don't don't back. let it fade. Just start over. Just reset. Man, your hair will never be the that, same. That's that's a look I didn't think I would miss, but oddly, oddly, I kind of I, I kind of do. I think your head would be so interesting if you shaved it but kept the beard. I, you know, I've thought, I actually was thinking that I was looking um, in my in my rear view mirror in my car the other day, and I was like, wonder how I'd look bald. Yeah. But but with the beard, um, now that it's like kind of nice and full. Because that's what a lot of people who are balding end up doing, is they just grow, like they, they can't grow hair on their head, so they just grow it all here. So it makes <laughs> yeah. up for it. It's a bad, that's to me the look if you're, because I know some folks in like their mid 30s who were already going bald, so they shaved. And I think when you do it with the dark beard, that's the look. If you just shave, if you're young, shaven, and with no facial hair, that's suspicious. Sorry, I'm just calling it like I see it. Not, very, not okay. Very sus, is the case. But, but I also sort of maybe still have COVID, so my brain could be scrambled. So <laughs> you shouldn't trust anything I say. Um, Matt, we got a great show tonight. Uh, <clears throat> we've been off for a little while, but we are back with a vengeance. And it's almost June, if you can believe it. I, I can believe it. <laughs> yes, I know I you're looking forward it. to it. Um, April, April went fast, but May is kind of dragging a bit. Yeah, for sure. No, it's, it's a long month, um, 31 days. But as we head into the summer, Matt, uh, we get into one of our favorite areas, which is movies. It is a real summer activity for us. We've previously had the Summer Movie League on the show. We have, uh, for the last couple of years, had a summer movie franchise uh, that we've watched. And I don't think this year is going to be any exception. So I think on the agenda for tonight's show, we're going to decide which movie franchise we're going to be watching this summer. And we're going to take a look at what films are coming to theaters this summer and even discuss the future of our uh, long on hold uh, summer movie league and, and what we think could be the future of that. How does that sound, Matt? Sounds like a, like a night. Sounds like a night. So where would you like to start? Over to it. Um, 
what movies are coming out this summer that you're looking forward to? None. Uh, I don't. I don't think there's any. I can certainly list the movies that are coming out. I honestly don't think there's any where I'm. I'm well. All right. Let's excited. let's start here. Is what what is the last movie that you have seen in a movie theater? You have Play three that. guesses, Matt, and I'll give you a clue for each one. All right. This is this is, is going to be fun. You okay. think you can get it? Okay. I I'll start. I, I think we can. I'll start with this. The year. 2017. Wow. Okay. That's I don't like going to movie theaters. Than I yeah. I don't ever go to the movies. I don't find it fun or enjoyable at all. 2017. I know this has come up in previous episodes. I've said it on the show before, so I know yeah. that you've at least heard it. 2017. I was. I'm going to say... The last movie you saw in theaters was um, Coco. It was Coco. Very good, Matt. You did it. Wow. Yeah, you got it. Good guess. Good guess. That's right. The last film I saw in theaters was Coco. I promise that I did not know that. That was 100% a guess. Like, literally. No, I I believe it's a good guess. Damn. Okay. Wow. Good guess. All right. So it's been a while. Okay. We'll we'll put it that way. Um, It's been a while. I was already coming up with a backup. I was going to guess, um, I was going to guess, like, Spectre, but I don't know if that came out in 2017. No, and that's, again, there's just, cool. I'm just not a big movie guy. Coco was the last movie. Coco was the last movie. So that's interesting because the last movie that I saw, I had seen in theaters until very recently was onward another pixar joint that's right and that w- that was like right at the start of the pandemic like that it was, March, it was about it a week out. before the yeah about a week before the the complete shutdown yeah and um yeah then everything is matter of fact one of the movie theaters around around me here uh in jersey if you drive past it, it it's cl- it's now closed it's now mm. it, it was defunct because of the pandemic, but it still has in the, in the, um, like the now playing is, is the, the movie poster is onward. So that was like what they were playing. It was like one of those like corner, like, uh, like Paramount style with the big lights type theaters. You know, they're all, they only, it's like one of those houses where they only play like, they play like two or three movies. Right. Those like little real houses. But, they yeah, it's like a like a time capsule now. There's a um, um, mm-hmm. there's a, a video store on a, in a town near me that closed, and it's like the videos are still in there. It's just abandoned, and the poster hanging in the window is the Steve Carell Get Smart movie from 2008. <laughs> That's a throwback, and that always makes me smile when I drive by. Um, anyway, are there any movies coming up you're looking forward to that you might hit the theaters for? None. Um, but I, I am, um, I should preface also that I have been to the theater before, like, uh, pretty recently we saw, uh, no time to die in a movie theater. We had that interesting experience with the cold Mac and cheese. Uh, if you want to relive that, you could relive, re-listen to that episode. Um, and then, uh, we saw the Sonic movie, which was actually very good. The Sonic, Sonic two. Sonic two. Uh, in a, in yeah, a I gotta theater. see that. It was it was good. Yeah, and and so I've I've also in that same vein I've been recommended the Chippendales movie. Oh, I watched it. Direct... Super good. You definitely yeah, need to okay. on Disney Plus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Direct is Disney Plus. I think that might be that might be a weekend movie. Of yeah, choice. highly recommended. It's, I mean, it is like a solid. It's not a short movie, but it goes by pretty quick. So it's not a long watch. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's a really, really good one. Okay. Um, in, in, in terms of in terms of anything coming out in theaters. Yeah, I mean, there are movies I'm curious about, I should say. So let's... Yeah. I'm just... Matt, I'm going to just start listing off movies and you stop me if you want to talk okay. about one. Okay? Sounds fun. Uh, opening this weekend, actually. Top Gun Maverick. Nope. No desire to see uh, And then we go into June, Jurassic World Dominion. No, no I'll don't, pass. Don't care. It's a pass, yeah. Uh, one movie I am genuinely curious about, just because the concept is so bizarre, is Lightyear. 
the Buzz Lightyear this movie. Is, this is the Buzz Lightyear movie. Is that a is that a, a direct to? I thought that was a direct to Disney. That's this is that's a theater. It's coming out in theaters. Yep. And it's a Buzz Lightyear like origin story. It's it, it's of. so convoluted, but basically because I've read a lot about this because it is confusing to me. The creators envision, Matt, it would be like if you had a when you grew up in the same way Andy had toys. You might have had Star Wars toys, right? Based on the film Star Wars. Lightyear is the movie that Andy would have seen that the toy is based on. Oh. Which, which is just a crazy idea for a movie. Like, that's wild. Um, that actually... But that... You know what? That makes a lot more sense. I thought it was Buzz Lightyear's the toy in the... Which makes sense. That's why Tim Allen is wouldn't be voicing him. And it doesn't look exactly like Buzz. It's like Buzz is based off of the guy off from this, this movie. Uh, but it's also different, okay. you know, because they had the cartoon, the Buzz Lightyear of Star Command cartoon. That was a little more cartoony, but it does like Zerg is the villain in this. And there are, they do, but it's sort of like this is the more serious version okay. of what the toys and the cartoon became. And I'm very, I, like I think it's weird as hell. So I'm kind of excited. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I might. I probably won't see it in theaters, but now I'm I'm a lot more receptive of the movie than I was before. It'll be a good Disney Plus movie when it comes out on there. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, Elvis. Uh, Boz Lerman is back um, in, a, in a Elvis movie that's supposed to be just absolutely off the walls insane. Uh, Tom Hanks stars as uh, Elvis's manager. Uh, we've got a new Minions movie, Minions, The Rise of Gru. Uh, set in the 1970s when Gru was a young boy. Um, Thor, Love and Thunder. Chris Hemsworth is back as well. Um, uh, here's another one I'm very curious about. Uh, Jordan Peele's new horror movie, Nope, is coming out in July. Obviously a great track record there. And this one, uh, they've really kept close to the vest. Seems weird. I'm kind of curious what the twist is. Yeah, I, I want to. I, I definitely want to see. want to see Nope. Uh, and I, I kind of want to see that Elvis movie just cause it, it does seem like it, it goes off the, and Tom Hanks is in it. And yeah. And apparently he's like weird for Tom Hanks. Like, yeah. like people are like, what was he thinking was some of the early, cause it just <laughs> was like at Cannes or one of the film festivals. And they're yeah. like, this movie is insane. And Tom Hanks, what was he thinking? So could be fun. Yeah. I just, I'm at, that's more of a curiosity watch. Uh, bullet train. Starring um, Sandra Bullock and Brad Pitt. Five assassins aboard a fast-moving bullet train find out their missions have something in common. Um, we've got uh, The League of Super Pets animated film starring Crypto the Superdog and Superman um, and the other an talking animal movie. Uh, in September, you've got Bros, uh, which is the gay romantic comedy uh, directed and or written and starring uh, Billy Eichner. Um, interesting film there. And then we start getting into later in the year, Halloween Ends, which is supposedly the last film in the Halloween uh, you know, uh, franchise of films. Black Adam, uh, the superhero film starring uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Um, a, a movie... You remember when all those uh, young boys and the soccer coach were trapped in those flooded caves in Thailand? Yes. They made a movie about that. That's coming out in November. Creed yep. 3, Matt. Interesting for us. Creed 3 is coming out in November. Mm -hmm. uh, the okay, Avatar yeah. sequel in December. Uh, Avatar The Way of Water. Avatar 2. Uh, a Puss in Boots animated sequel in December. The Shazam sequel in December. And then you get into 2023. So, nice. a soft summer. I, I yeah. you know, I, I think... I think COVID changed a lot about movies and how they're released and how people see them. One of the things they killed, I think, is the summer blockbuster. I think you're going to see these movies spread out way more than they used to be because I just think people don't care. I mean, that's why something like Black Panther in November or Black Adam in October, I think October is usually a dead time of year. Um, and so I'm surprised that, um, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania... Uh, it's coming out in February of 2023, which is kind of an odd time for that movie. So um, I, I just, you know, there's just not a lot going on this summer. No, it's, uh, it's, it's quiet. And I think it'll probably stay that way. I think that they don't, 
a lot of movies don't like to that 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 element of competition seems like it's kind of dying out where it's like they would rather just kind of have a few weeks to themselves or as, as far spread apart as they can uh from other other movies but not really a lot like i guess for for the what do you think is going to make the biggest splash this summer what would what do you, what is going to do the pull in the best you think i mean i, I in thor I mean, I yeah, think that was where I was. I was going the same way. I think it's got. I think it's Marvel, Marvel. So you kind of got a built-in audience. But I also think right. the last Thor, which was Thor, Ragnarok. three, Ragnarok, um, was extremely well received. Um, and so I think this this film has a lot of goodwill going into it, where some of the other Marvel characters might not. Um, I think there's a lot of questions around Black Panther two. Uh, for a number of reasons, not excluding the death of Chadwick Boseman, but um, I think Thor Love and Thunder is kind of a slam dunk. I think Minions is going to be interesting. Uh, you know, we, we haven't seen a lot of hugely successful kid movies, and I mean really focused kid movies in theaters since the pandemic started. Sonic 2, there are some other examples, but Minions is like super hyper-focused on kids. I'm curious how well of a job it'll do in theaters or if it'll end up making most of its money and success uh, in home streaming. Yeah. Because um, there's not a lot of kids' movies. No, re- really not. Light, it's really, it's light year. And you've yeah, got which, the Marvel Which is movies. kind of a kid, you know, it's kind of a hybrid kid-adult movies. Uh, we talked about the League of Super Pets, but, um, you know, it's a talking animal movie, I, you know. And uh, and Rise of Gru or whatever that was mm. the Minion one. That's that Minions, seems like yeah, the that's the kids movie Taylor of the summer made for kids. Yeah, but also when was the last? I'm gonna Google when the last Minions movie was released. Um, because it feels like it's. Really? I, I mean, obviously the franchise has had a lot of um, the Despicable Me franchise has had a lot of films, but it's yeah, it's been a while. The last one was Despicable Me three in 2017. So it's been five years. Are kids still excited about Minions yeah. and Despicable Me? I don't know. Well, the Minions have kept them kept that afloat. But oh, sure. I mean, it's the highest grossing yeah. animated film franchise of all time. Yeah. Um. So obviously, it's pretty popular. But I just don't. I don't know if they're going to be flocking like they used to. Hmm. So. And and that audience has kind of grown grown up a bit. Right? Five like, years is a long time for kids. You know, a kid who used is, to be six yeah. is now is now eleven. Eleven. You know, right? So it's going to be really interesting to see if is this movie going to try to appeal to new audience, like you know, the new the kid the kids of today, because well, almost the whole generation has gone by. Really, when you think about it, since since the first how the first Despicable Me was like what twenty ten or something twenty ten, yeah. So, well, but I also, I, you know, a good analog to me is Hotel Transylvania, which, Mm. uh, they, they did four of, and, um, they actually made more money with each sequel. Now, of course they were kind of released more in, in sequence. And I think after four, they're going to slow it down. But, um, you know, sometimes these kids franchises, they're just safe films. You know, you can take your kids to them. They'll have a good time. You know, it doesn't matter what we think, right? We're not the target. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't but know. that's got to be something that's worrisome. Is like you know, if you you build up a lot of cred with with a with a wave of kids, and then they're gone, and you have to now appeal to the new generation of kids while trying to keep the other ones like in, interested, like for nostalgia. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think listen, you know, the first Minions movie made over a billion dollars worldwide. So, you know, it's going to make a lot of money. It's just, will it make that much money? I don't know. Each each uh, Despicable Me movie has made more money than its predecessor. So, you know. I don't know. Strange that uh, we're not getting a... Um, we're not getting anything with Johnny Depp in it. That's... That guy <laughs> not doing anything, right? You know? Yeah, not a lot of canceled <laughs> actors getting work this summer. <laughs> no, uh, it's pretty pretty quiet for those guys. Um, yeah. Well, I guess that that kind of brings me to, I guess, our next chapter of discussion. If you're ready to, yeah, to jump in is is movie franchises. Yes. So famously, last summer was our uh, summer of action. We watched uh, 
all of the Fast and Furious films. It was um, arguably a slog, um, but it was still very good and interesting. We've done all the James Bond films. We've done all the Rocky films. So we've done a few franchises. And Matt, I think it's time this summer for us to pick another set of films to watch. Now, I hope you have a couple suggestions you've thought of. Um, I have a list that I've written down as well of some ideas. Uh, and I'm thinking we'll just pitch and we'll just go back and forth. I think towards the end of the episode, let's each pick after discussing, let's each pick one of ours that we're like nominating as the pick. And then between those two, we'll pick one. Sounds good. Now, my only suggestion, and I didn't warn you about this before you made your list, so sorry, but Fast and Furious was a long friggin' franchise. It was 10 movies, um, and it took us a long time. 10 is a lot of movies. So my target, I think, is six podcast episodes. Now, it doesn't mean we can't double up and do two movies in an episode, right? But I think once you get to, like, eight movies or more, it may be worth discounting a little bit is my only thought on that. I don't really have a lot of rules otherwise. I just, like, James Bond was crazy. I think Rocky was a better one because I think that's, what, five, like, seven movies, something like that. So um, I think that's right in our sweet spot. Anyway, I just want to say that up front. Yeah, we want to contain it, like, for the summer. We want to, like, keep it, yeah, keep it contained. Keep it. <laughs> yeah, don't be like, oh, we're going to do the whole MCU. And I'm like, well, that's 20 freaking <laughs> movies. We're not doing that. Yeah. Not that you would. No, but, that was... Um, that was luckily it was not that was not on my radar because that would take all freaking year. Ugh, no kidding. And, um, um, all right. Well, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Um, you can go ahead. And, okay. Uh, you, you you had you you had the COVID, so that means you oh, get to, you're very kind. Should I start with my? <laughs> you get to should go I first. So I think some of these are better than others. Should I start with my better ideas or my worst ideas? I, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Okay. I, Matt, I literally have boat. like nine pitches. So yeah. that's way more than I think. And I only, like two. and only two of these are actual film franchise. This is the rest of these are themes of collections of movies. So, oh, all right. This is great. Okay. All right. Here you go. You ready? Here is pitch number one. Ahem. One of our most beloved American actors is Thomas Jeffrey Hanks. A popular actor and filmmaker, um, his films have grossed more than $5 billion in North America and $10 billion worldwide. The fourth highest grossing actor in North America uh, has won a number of Oscars, been nominated for a number of Oscars, um, beloved the world over. Uh, but Matt, a lot of people don't remember when he won the uh, Academy Award for Philadelphia in 1993. He followed that up with a run that's never been matched in Hollywood. Philadelphia, Forrest Gump, Apollo 13, Toy Story, Saving Private Ryan, You've Got Mail, The Green Mile, Castaway, Catch Me If You Can, um, and then some not-so-good decisions. But anyway, he had, had one of the most successful runs box office-wide and award-wise. But, Matt, do you remember the movies he was in before 1990? I, I do not. I mean, I can maybe name one. Remember, Tom, well, go ahead. Can you name one? It was a big... Big was 88. So, yes, you're absolutely correct. Um, um, but I'll say, Big, you have to remember, Tom Hanks no. got his start in the comedy Bosom Buddies alongside Peter Scolari. But he was originally a comedic actor starring in such films as Splash with Daryl Hannah, Bachelor Party, The Money Pit, Dragnet, The Burbs. Matt, I'm proposing we watch pre-1990 Tom Hanks films and determine once and for all, is Tom Hanks a better comedic actor or dramatic actor? I like I like this pitch. You're you're off to a great start, young man. This is... I've got a lot. I've got a lot of these. Um, but anyway, because <laughs> right. I do, I think Splash and I'm the money. He, all about that. He's a, such a good a great... comedic actor. I want yeah. him to do more comedies. And this early run of his, leading up to, you know, a League of Their Own, Sleepless in Seattle, he gets a little more. Oh, League of Their Own's a comedy, but he gets a little more kind of uppity. Some of these early films are both good and bad, but he's great in all of them. So that is my pitch number one, pre-1990 Tom Hanks. Okay, you want to go or you want me to keep going? Sean, I have, I have two, so... Okay, well, I'll <laughs> do, I'll do a couple more and then you can come in. Okay. I might have three. If, I, if you give me enough time, I could probably think of well, a third. You're going to have a lot of time. I got a lot of these to go through. Okay. Matt, um, Saturday Night Live... We should be writing these down somewhere. 
I think. I have a list. I have them written down. I mean, you're, you uh, have it in front of you. All right. I do. Uh, Saturday Night Live, SNL, uh, a venerable television institution premiering in 1975 and has been live Saturday nights from New York ever since. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to pull up the list here. Uh, many memorable characters uh, have come out of Saturday Night Live over the years, and some have been so lucky to even be made into feature films. Matt, I'm proposing we watch and review all of the films spun off from Saturday Night Live. The good ones, the Blues Brothers, Wayne's World, to the not-so-good one, Coneheads, It's Pat, Superstar, The Ladies' Man. And we determine once and for all, Saturday Night Live work better as sketches or as full-length films. Another good one. I, I confess that I haven't really seen that many. I, I understand a lot of the reference. That, like, they get referenced. Like, Night at the Roxbury gets referenced all the time. But I've never actually seen it. So, this could be another another good one. How many... Do you know how many movies yeah, me, exactly there are? Yeah, let me give you the exact list we would watch. Because there aren't that many. Okay. Um, but there are enough to fill us out. The Blues Brothers. Wayne's World. Coneheads. We'll skip Wayne's World 2. It's Pat. Uh, we'll skip Blue... Although I would love to talk about Blues Brothers 2000 because that movie's insane, but we might skip it. Uh, A Night at the Roxbury, Superstar, The Ladies' Man, and McGruber. Okay. Um, all of which are... Uh, did very badly. Only three of the movies have above 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and the vast majority of them... Um, literally it's Pat grossed $60,000 at the box office. Um, so some of these are really, truly terrible. This is exclusively characters developed on SNL, not films involving SNL actors. Correct. What would be be watching planes, trains, not planes, trains and automobiles. Cause those are like, yeah. Although that was Steve Martin, right? That wasn't, Oh, uh, I, Steve Martin yeah. and John Candy. I I I, I thought it yeah. was um no that wasn't for some reason I thought it was uh uh Bill Murray Dan Aykroyd that type of uh no the oh my god I'm I'm blanking on he's like the he's like the he's Chevy the Chase Mr SNL what Chevy Chase no no the big the guy he died he he over oh Chris Farley. Chris Farley, thank you. You think of to- are you thinking uh, of Tommy Boy? My brain sucks. Yeah. Um. Uh. No. I. I might. Yeah. Well, Tommy Boy was that was it. David Spade, right? David Spade with and, with Chris Farley. Yeah. Chris Farley. That I got those two movies: Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and Tommy Boy. Like my wires crossed on that. Okay. So it would be that. W- I mean, both of those are great movies, but those would not count in this Correct. criteria, right? Because yeah, so I, not characters developed. On what excites me about this is it is it is a great mix of really wonderful films. The Blues Brothers, one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, Wayne's World is a great movie. Uh, MacGruber, I've never seen. It's pretty well reviewed, and also some truly terrible movies uh, that should have never got made and are frankly an embarrassment to cinema. So um, it, we could have a lot of fun with this one. Okay. I, th- I like the option. I like that option. We'll keep it, keep it in, keep it in our pockets here. All right, I'm gonna do one more, and then to balance this out, and then we'll have you jump in here. So, my next, uh, where am I gonna go on my list? All right, let's go with this one. I think this one's a little bit of a soft idea, but I think it would be interesting. Um, everyone talks all the time about you know the best movies of all time, the highest grossing movies of all time, these sorts of things. Uh, but what really interests me is inflation, adjusting for inflation, because um, it's a better representation of, uh, A, how many tickets were actually sold outside of price, but also how much they would have made in the modern era. Matt, I'm proposing that we watch a series of the top 10 highest grossing films of all time adjusted for inflation. Now, that may not sound interesting, but what I like about this concept is it is a wide range of styles and types and eras of film, including, and many of which I've never seen, even though they're classics, including Gone with the Wind, Star Wars, The Sound of Music, E.T. the Extraterrestrial, Titanic, The Ten Commandments, and Jaws. That's the top seven. 
So I think that that covers us. Um, of those films, I've seen Star Wars, um, and I've never seen any of the others. So, um, and I think it's a wide range of classics like Gone with the Wind and the Sound of Music to you know early blockbusters like E.T. to more a more modern movie like Titanic. I I'm more interested in how, how did you where did you come up with this topic? Like how how did this idea? Well. I, I, I was trying to brainstorm some ideas and I just was going through Wikipedia and just their different highest, this most popular, yeah, this it's, it's an inter- It's a really interesting idea. I, I don't think that as far as I know, no one else has done that before, but my, I think that's, yeah, my concern is that there's no other than the fact they were popular. There's no theme to these. So there's no real through line. Right. I, what most of my ideas you'll notice, I kind of have an overall theory. We're going to test by going through these. Like that's why they're a collection. And this is just simply, this is the only one I have that is just box office based. Yeah. This is, so, this seems like more, it's more tributary, but they're very popular films and they're things people sure. can relate to. Most people have seen these, whereas you get into the SNL films, nobody's seen. So, um, so I think some pros and cons on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, um Gone with the Wind is like four hours long. Uh, wonderful. <laughs> I look forward a really to it. Long movie. I've never seen it, so I, I watched think it'd be... it once, and I don't remember much of what happened. In yeah, it. sounds boring. As shit. There is an intermission because it's that long. Um, yeah, I will definitely get some film whiplash if we go from Gone with the Wind to Star Wars to The Sound of Music to ET to Titanic. Yeah, yeah, it's that's. It's all over the map. But it's a wild list. Good movies, good movies, all of them. Classics. Uh, all right, Matt. What about what about you? What's one of your pitches? Jurassic Park. Okay, go on. All of the Jurassic Park movies. <laughs> because why? I Sell me on it. Like dinosaurs. Now I. And I want to see if maybe you like dinosaurs too. So I've I've never seen any of these. Right. And you're talking about what will be six films, Jurassic Park 1, 2, I, 3, yeah. Jurassic so pretty, World, Fallen Kingdom and then Dominion which is coming out this summer. It's 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 timely. I figured because like similar to what we did with Fast and Furious, we watch all the movies and then we watch the most the newest one, the new one that comes out. We talk about how far they've come. We talk about how they changed and developed. Like you have a pretty clear generational difference with like the the three movies that came out when we were younger, versus now you have three movies that are coming out to, today. Um, and the most recent one is going to have all the old actors in it, like the the, the original cast for the most part is going to yeah. be in it. The living members, at least. And I thought that it could be... There's a lot of... They're very quotable. There's a lot of, like, quotable moments in them. And Jeff Goldblum is is amazing and very funny. So I thought maybe uh, maybe Jurassic Park would be a, a good franchise that we could uh, we could explore. Because it's very... I'm not... A, I was not going as, as out of the box and, and planned... And themed. I, I just thought that Jurassic Park would be a cool franchise to explore. Um, yeah. But on the other hand, what I was thinking is the Jurassic Park movies lend themselves very well to like a stream and watch. Similar to like what we did with Space Jam. Oh, sure. Doing a commentary. Yeah. Opposed to do with Space Jam 2. Still, I guess, pending. But... Um, I, we could we could save that for a for a watch together. I think that would be kind of cool too. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's short six movies, so that's pretty good. Um, my so I like the idea. I do need to see these movies eventually, and I do think there is going to be watching it go one, two, three, slowly getting a little bit worse with each, but still saying in that late you know '90s kind of realm, and then watching the jump to Jurassic World and the new character. I think could be interesting. My fear is. I'm going to think Jurassic Park 1 is awesome, and then I'm going to get really bored with it quickly. Um, 
I could be wrong, but that's my fears. I'm going to like the first one, and I'm going to say by Jurassic World, I'm going to be over it. Because but I could be wrong. This, watching them all back to back might be a little overwhelming. Uh, you know, I've never my, actually done that. I've never sat down and watched them all like side to side. But Which, I like it. Yeah. Like week after week. I mean, that would be like with with Fast and Furious, <laughs> getting tired of fast cars, cars going fast every week. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm with you. But that's uh, I added it to the list. I think that's a great option, Matt. Okay. okay. Um, I love it. Uh, let's see. So um, next on my list, actually, I'm going to do I'm going to do a three for here. I'm going to do three in a row. And they're all superhero based. So I hope I'm not stealing one of yours. Um, but uh, we're going to start with uh, Matt, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm sure you're familiar with it. Have you heard of it? Uh, I have heard of it. Yes. It's only made a gazillion dollars. Totally changed how films were made, all starting with 2008's The Iron Man, um, followed by The The Incredible Hulk. Uh, changed how films were forever made, creating a cinematic universe where characters can jump over, stories are continued across movies. Very interesting. But Matt, Iron Man wasn't the first movie based on Marvel characters. No, that actually dates all the way back to 1986. Matt, I'm proposing we watch the pre-MCU Marvel movies. Such films could include Howard the Duck, Blade, X-Men, Daredevil, Ang Lee's Hulk, uh, The Punisher, Elektra, Fantastic Four, Ghost Rider. We're not going to do all of them. We'll, we'll pick a selection. Um, to answer the question, is a shared cinematic universe with superheroes a good idea? Or did they have it right the first time around with standalone movies? Uh, Matt, we're talking pre-MCU Marvel. Um, I don't know about this one, Sean. Not enthusiastic. I, I am feeling, per, and this is personal, completely personal. I'm I'm feeling very you, you overwhelmed. You get, get personal. I'm overwhelmed with Marvel. Okay. <laughs> I, That's I am, very fair. I am personally completely overwhelmed. Like, I, I haven't, and I haven't tuned into a Marvel since... Uh, Endgame, believe it or not. I haven't watched any Marvel anything since Endgame. Just because I'm I I I kind of feel like I've I've been through through the cultural zeitgeist, it's kind of like seeped into my pores. And I just I feel like it's like radiation. It's like I you know, I've been exposed to so much Marvel that I'm trying to just trying to stay away to mitigate the Marvel the Marvel movies. Um, when Very possible. Fair. So I would not be super. Inv I mean, if this is one that an idea that you were really all about, I could. We're going to kick it off it the up. list. That's totally fair. I don't but. disagree with you in the slightest. <laughs> okay, that's totally fair. Um, but I am going to pitch you another superhero franchise, and you can okay. tell me if you're burnt out on this too. But I think one of the most interesting overall superhero franchises covering all the films is Batman. And the reason for that is because of how much it's changed over the years. Uh, starting with 1966, Adam West starring in Batman, the movie, uh, Tim Burton bringing back Batman and Batman returns and then holding, handing it to Joel Schumacher for Batman forever and Batman and Robin two films that especially Batman and Robin that are not liked um, essentially killing the franchise until Christopher Nolan brings it back with his Dark Knight trilogy and then eventually bringing it into Zack Snyder land. Uh, and then eventually Matt Reeves as well. Now, I don't think we could do every Batman movie because um, there are a lot of them. We might have to be a little picky. Uh, I probably would stop before the Zack Snyder films. I'd probably do Dark Knight trilogy and then we may have to hold off and do it another time. Um, I don't know. But um, I would love to have an opportunity to sit down and talk with you about the Tim Burton, uh, Batman and Batman Returns, very odd movies, uh, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, very weird movies, um, and then the Dark Knight trilogy, which um, I have some thoughts on as well. So uh, Batman Over Time, Matt, is my pitch for, for this franchise. Batman Over Time. Okay. Yeah. I, and that's I, another one that, similar to the... I mean, I think that would be... That would be an interesting study. A really interesting study because 
these movies were made in such diverse time periods by really by such diverse directors and the directors in tandem with the actors. But I think I would argue more so the directors have a very powerful hold on, on what, how they, how they envision Batman and what he symbolizes. I think that could present some really interesting conversations. Yeah, and I, I would have no interest in getting into the history of the comic character. Like, I, I don't... To me, this is a filmmaking exercise. Like, how you take the same character and reinvent them over and over and over again through different lenses, through different styles. Uh, how, is it, how is it reflective of, you know, Batman, uh, Tim Burton's Batman, is reflective of that late 80s into 90s changing of the culture. Joel Schumacher's Batman and Robin is very 1997. You know, uh, and same with Christopher Nolan. I mean, again, The Dark Knight, 2008. Again, very rough time in America um, for a very aggressive and dark movie. So I think there's it's more interesting than a superhero movie to me. It's not about the fact Batman is a hero. It's strictly about how the films are. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that, it's it's well well said. It's not really... Batman is like... The character... He's... He's only he's a, generic a, as shit. He's like a piece of the puzzle, but it's really the whole. It, it, that's a, it's the whole scene, and we can talk that that presents that we could talk about um, the villain. We could talk about the the, the writing. We yeah, we've had several jokers. We've had yeah uh, many many different uh, damsels, if you will, what a, for lack of a better term, love interests. Different actors playing Batman in different ways. Um, it's it's not. You know, one thing you can say about the MCU is every movie is the goddamn same thing. Style-wise, execution-wise, they all look the same. They all function the same. That is not the, the case with Batman over time. Yeah. It sound, sounds promising. I think this sounds like a right. like a strong... I'll put a check mark a strong next option. Yeah. All right, Matt. Uh, I'm going to do one more, and then I'll hand it over to you. Um, okay. And now we're starting to get into what I think are my... So if you think those ideas so far are good, now we're getting to the ones I think are a little stronger. Um, and this one may be at the bottom of the strong list, but I still think it's interesting. Matt, 1980s and 1990s action stars, Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Willis. We're talking guys who kick ass and aren't afraid to do so. Uh, but for some reason, movie executives thought, huh, Okay, this is really interesting. What if we put them in comedy films? Matt, I would like us to take a look at the 1980s and 1990s comedy films starring some of the biggest action stars in the world. We're talking Sylvester Stallone in Twins, a junior. We're talking Sly Stallone in Stop or My Mom Will Shoot with Estelle Getty. Um, we're talking... Uh, I mean, we could even do Hulk Hogan in Mr. Nanny. Uh, I, I don't have a, a super full list here, but... Um, I think the opportunity to look at and determine once and for all these leading men in Hollywood better in action or better in comedy. Uh, probably better in action. <laughs> I think well, we could probably, I, my guess is we could answer that right now without kindergarten cop is another one. Um, I, I think uh, I, I, these films were received very well at the time. Very successful. Put the cookie down. No, that Not was a different Duma. movie. That was that was Jingle All the Way. Great movie. Great yeah, movie. That, and he's my, funny in it. I mean, movies. that's the yeah. thing. These guys are these guys can be funny in movies. Um, every action star of the day did was, it. Yeah, it's not a tumor. Sit down now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. So we we're could, so, we we're could, soft on that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's that's fine. I don't know. I don't know. I li I'm still thinking about that Batman idea. I like. I think that there's okay. more meat on that bone. Okay. All right. Yeah. Totally fine. I'm okay with that. Matt, what's your what's your uh, what's your pitch here? What's your next pitch? Uh, my next pitch, Sean. Um, something that I had talked to you about doing way back last summer, and we we all we ultimately we vetoed it. Because there's a lot of movies, but I feel like we could narrow it down to a more succinct and comprehensive list if we get through some criteria and and like really like set some real heavy 
heavy-duty parameters. Um, it's uh, the Godzilla filmography. Yeah. Now, I decided to maybe, instead of just doing straight-up Godzilla films, because there are a lot of them, maybe we do kaiju films, but we select maybe like one or two crucial maybe like the original Godzilla and maybe one of the modern ones um but we we put that up with like Pacific Rim uh a modern kaiju film that was very highly regarded and Cloverfield um a a kaiju film that was done in and like Pacific Rim style. what Pacific, Pacific Rim, Rim? Yes. yes I'd like Pacific that movie Rim. I've seen that you've seen Pacific Rim okay good um I was thinking we do we do Godzilla King of the Monsters, which is a, a modern Godzilla that I really really liked. Sure. Um, we we mix it up, but with that, Shin Godzilla, which is a um, or either Shin Godzilla or the Godzilla from the nineteen nineties ninety eight. Oh, the Roland Just, Emmerich film. Yeah, have like a little contrast. Yeah. I kind of would like, because that's supposed to be pretty bad. I've never seen it. Right, right, exactly. Uh, I feel like we got to take the good and the bad. The original Godzilla, of course, from 1956. Um, and then we hit up like maybe King Kong, maybe the original King Kong and Skull Island. So we look at like how King Kong, or we do the Peter Jackson King Kong um, with the original. And we do a comparison of past and present kaiju films but not just godzilla and kong like we could also do colossal which i haven't seen which is supposed to also be pretty good uh, um which kind of so, went under the radar a little so bit this is basically big big creatures big creatures smash things summer yeah that's what that's what kaiju's yeah the kaiju genre uh we could see rodan also one of the I haven't really made the list yet, but just the kai, a kaiju films. But we can. But what's good about it is we could really pick and choose, like six of them, like six. What we what we would say is like a film studies. Love it. Pivotal six, kaiju movies, and I could do a little more research. I could do my homework, for once, and we could uh, we could line up six kaiju films, in a row. Yeah, that's a total. I think that's a slam dunk. Cool. Okay. Um, you, you've, you've got my attention. Again, more movies I haven't seen. Um, and I'd like... Icing on the... Yeah, you liked, uh, you liked Pacific Rim. I did like Pacific Rim. It, it's not a great movie, but it's just wild. And that's what I... My hope is... What I like about Pacific Rim is it's wild. And I saw it, that one I actually did see in theaters. And that movie is buck wild. And my hope is that the rest of these are equally as... I do want to see... Because so, that's what the summer movie season is about. Is is just crazy, like just stuff getting demolished. So yeah, um, I'm definitely these are, these are great curious. summer movies. They really are. Um, I I think that the summer is the perfect time for a good kaiju film uh, viewing sesh. And the icing on the cake, Sean, is that we could possibly watch Rampage. Oh sure, the 2018 movie with um, with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. With Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh, and all of your your classic. I I watched, I watched about a quarter of the movie, and fell asleep and missed the rest of it. So this would be my chance to. I was I rented it, and then I was like, I'm not going to rent this again. Um, and yeah, so awesome, awesome, okay. awesome. No, this not is pitch. great. It's Good suggestion, Matt. I like. I approve. Cool. Okay. Good call. Um, all right, Matt, my next pitch, I only got two more pitches, so I'm almost done. I probably actually, by the way, I actually have rejected pitches that I wrote and didn't think they were good enough to make the list. Um, and okay, before you, you do your last one, you, you yes. should tell us those. Yeah. Okay. Uh, movies starring athletes. So, uh, Kevin Durant and Thunderstruck, Dennis Rodman and Double Team, Shaq and Steel, uh, uh, Hulk Hogan and Mr. Nanny, um, who was in Stone Cold? Oh, Brian Bosworth in Stone Cold. We were going to see if an athlete really can be a good actor. I suspect the answer is no. Um, yeah. But these are also more obscure movies. So um, 
I didn't know what the audience would be. Athletes tend to be, they seem like they're really good when they make cameos. They're better at cameos well, than like and that's, starring in movies. This list is heavily focused on the athlete being the star or one of the top two stars. Because there are plenty of movies where they have cameos or they're even a supporting character. Yeah. These are all where they're like, they're heavily featured on the poster and their name is in big font. I will say this. I, I appreciate your going for the, uh, you're really going for like, like, talking points in all of our um all of our our every every list so far it really seems like there's a there's a lot of room for debate and discussion which is cool that's a problem i have sometimes with like james bond is a good example of a franchise because it's changed over time and there's but like with fast and furious it's like by the third or fourth movie it's kind of the same thing you know what i mean when you're in a so something like this where it's a collection of different films I think there's more to talk about. My other suggestion that didn't make the list, are you familiar with the Ernest Goes to the Blank film franchise? Ernest Goes to Camp. Ernest. So, Jim Varney. Do you know that name? So there was an actor by the name of Jim Varney who, with an advertising agency, created this character called Ernest, who started a bunch of commercials. But then they ended up making a series of weird, oddball movies called Ernest Goes Blank. Ernest Goes to Camp, uh, I think, was the first one. Um, and they, they ended up making seven of these movies, most of them direct to video. They're weird as hell and they make absolutely no sense. I thought it would be fine to watch, but again, that's a little too obscure, I think for, for what we're doing. I've only seen these. I think these are, for some reason, these are like, what's etched in my memory of these is being at like a blockbuster and seeing these like just in like on the shelf in the blockbuster. Yeah, they're all, they exist. And there are lots of parodies of them too, like Ernest goes to what you know, there's always jokes about them. Um because yeah. the character did start in commercials before he was in the films. Um but I've never seen any of them, so I thought it might be a hoot to watch them, but I don't know how interesting they are and again it's kind of obscure, so uh did not make the cut. But Matt, uh let me share with you one of my good ideas. One of my two remaining good ideas, if you will. Matt, there are a lot of podcasts out there that watch bad movies. We, we certainly couldn't own the concept, but I had a thought. There are lots of bad movies out there, bad movies that deserve to be bad. But what about bad movies with good concepts? Movies you think about and you're like, on paper, that sounds like an interesting idea. But in reality, that was a bad movie. Matt, I've collected a list of notoriously bad films that I think have interesting premises. You and I watch the films and decide, is this a bad movie with bad execution, or is this a good idea they should try again? This list of movies includes such films as Super Mario Brothers, uh, The Happening with Mark Wahlberg, uh, M. Night Shyamalan's The Happening, uh, Batman, Joel Schumacher's Batman and Robin, the Emoji movie. The, the, the computer-generated Cats movie that just came out. All movies with interesting premises that I think could make a good movie, but we're going to decide if that's reality. There's also, uh, I also have on the list, and it's flexible, Jupiter Ascending is another one. Are you familiar with Theodore Rex? I find this movie fascinating. Have you heard of this, Theodore Rex? From no, the, from I, the I'm late thinking 80s? right now, is, is this just a trap to, to try to get me to watch the Emoji movie? Yeah, I've never seen it. I'm again, but I'm curious because I'm like, okay. is it? But I made it, a promise when that movie. I made a promise to myself that you'd never see it. That I would never even consider watching. The this is this movie. is revenge for sending me licorice dots. Um, it was yes, fair fair revenge, yes. But Theodore was, Rex is a uh, it's a, a movie starring Whoopi Goldberg uh, where she's a cop and her partner is a dinosaur. Bad oh, movie. Okay. Um, so anyway, and we can flex yeah. the list, but my concept is I want to watch bad movies that I think have an interesting premise that could be made into a better movie, and we have to decide if that's true or not. I like that. I, I have a feeling, though, that it might be too objective or subjective. It might but be, like, too much. Like, it's a debate podcast, Matt. Yeah, but it might be too much. Like, but, but, like, the premise itself is is subjective. It's like... I think the Mario movie was a good movie. I I thought it was a good movie. Okay, that's interesting. That could be part. No, but that could be part of the discussion. Now, I don't think that any of the other movies on the list were good movies. 
Um, Although I, I, I actually, I think there's a case to be made for Batman and Robin also. No, that's a bad movie. I, but again, I don't know. But some I, of the ideas are interesting. Some of the ideas are interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. So anyway. not definitely not like, definitely not like the worst idea. But if it means I have to suffer through the emoji movie and cats, I did see cats. I saw most of it. I, t- I turned it off. I couldn't finish it. It was god awful. The thing is, it's the summer. Why do we want to torture ourselves? Because I love torturing you, Matt. About chilling by the pool. No. Watching Godzilla destroy no, watching bad movies. Tokyo. All right, Matt. Would or you like? Would you like to hear my best idea? Let's hear your best idea. I think this is a great idea. I think it's a. It's it borderlines on no brainer t- territory. Matt, we love movies, but you know what else we love? And by we, I mean you. Licorice dots. No, nobody likes those. No, I'm talking about video games, Matt. Video games are interesting. What about movies based on video games? I would like us to to watch and review, uh, over time, some of the most notorious films based on video games. Some of them good, most of them bad. Starting with 1993's Super Mario Brothers, and including such films as Street Fighter... Mortal Kombat, Resident Evil, uh, Max Payne, uh, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, Need for Speed with Aaron Paul, Warcraft, Assassin's Creed, Rampage might be one, Detective Pikachu, well, it's not really a video game movie, it's a card game, I guess, um, Sonic the Hedgehog, um, Uncharted would probably be the most recent one we'd watch, um, I think this is a great opportunity, Matt, to look and see, can video games be successfully made into movies? Some people posit the answer to that is an honest no. Um, and I think we could review how they've changed over time. Has the filmmaking society become more sophisticated in talking about video games? Whereas I think when you look at some of those, the first run of Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, not particularly good movies, um, have they improved? And Matt, icing on the cake bonus word on the street is my co-host matt has recently rolled out a video game themed podcast called tomorrow is canceled i'm thinking we have some of the co-hosts of that show come on and guest to talk about their experience with video games and what they think of these movies matt uh i'm calling it uh ready players one um our summer in the movies of video games this is this is a very good idea this is a very good one (laughs) this uh this, the, the only thing I, I'm afraid of is that we, this is another situation similar to the kaiju where we would really have to rein it in. Like we would have to make a consistent list. Yes. Of, uh, but that being said, I think, I think it's, I mean, it's absolutely doable. Just be prepared to watch a lot of bad movies because I think a lot of, a lot of these movies are bad. Um, oh, but I haven't sure. seen the most recent. I haven't seen the Uncharted one. Yeah, that's not supposed to be for good. Uncharted. And I, I did not see the Assassin's Creed, but I heard it was terrible. But yeah, War, Warcraft was bad. You know, I don't think any of these are really particularly the new Mortal Kombat. Said, I didn't think was terrible. That being said, is like we you know that's never stopped us before. We were about to watch Space Jam too. Like yeah, you know, that's tr- terrible I, movies. Uh, yeah, I mean. Of, Part of what we do so i i think it could be interesting you know and once we get i i think either we can make a consolidated list or what i might do is say this summer we're going to do films from super mario brothers which is as far as i can find the first movie ever made based on a video game um through and we pick it like 2006 and then at some point in the future we do 2006 to present you know what i mean we sort of split it into yeah. two we only focus on classics and I like then, that strategy. Yeah. And then that way we're not, because there really are so many, if you just look like, God, even if you do pre, well, yeah, if you do like 2005, before that is Super Mario Brothers, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 2, which, uh, Lara Croft Tomb Raider, Resident Evil, um, they made a Doom movie, um, but that's a lot of there sequels. Hit, they made a Hitman movie. When did they do that? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember these. Far Cry. I don't remember that. Uh, Max Payne, that. Prince of Persia. And then you start to get into like Need for Speed, Warcraft, Assassin's Creed, the new Tomb Raider, Rampage, uh, the new Mortal Kombat. So I think we can find a line. Yeah. 
So yeah, that th- that is that's my favorite idea. I, I'm not gonna lie. I think that was my. I favorite knew you would like. I don't know why I made ten ideas because I and, and that you was know, you, and that was the first ideas. I, were good, but they the were very were, good. That was the first idea I had, which is annoying because I knew as soon as <laughs> I thought that, I'm like, because really, I, what I wanted, I kind of sort of started with the bad movies, but Super Mario Brothers is such an interesting movie, and I'm like, I like, I'm like, we could do video game movies. And I'm like, Matt likes video games, um, and we could do a little cross promotion with the shows, yeah. and um, it's it's an interesting idea. That is it. I like that idea, and we could we could even play with like different guests, different weeks, and things like that. Yeah, they can um, pick whatever movie they want to come on for. That would be fine. Sure. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's uh, that's a great idea. I think that's a winning idea. Uh, and what I like about it is it's very centered to summer. It's like you know. Yes. I associate video games with summer, just like I associate kaiju movies with the summer. The Batman movie idea was interesting, but I don't usually associate batman with the summer yeah, it's a little dark yeah i agree it's with kind you of a darker that would be more of a i guess a i i think it's a, also a great idea but if we ever want to do a movie if we want to do a movie thing in the fall but that's a good one to pull out or, or in the winter well yeah none Something of these ideas like expire you know we'll no, the, no, they will be very around true. Um, very true but my my personal favorite is the video game movie idea no i feel good picking that if if if, if that's your pick i'll back it up all right. Yeah. Well, there you go. That was pretty easy. So we don't have a hard list right now. We'll work on that. Um, yeah. But but the theme of the summer is uh, video game uh, film adaptations of video games is the technical because uh, it would not include things like Tron or War Games because obviously the movie came first. Um, yeah. Although both of those are are notable films. Oh no, they're great Tron, films. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, gosh, yeah, can, War Games was good too. War I, Games was good too. I forgot. I didn't. Did you ever see the Angry Birds movie? God, that was. I might make you watch in, that. In the exact same like sentiment of the Emoji movie, I vowed to never see the Angry. I Birds saw movie. it. I but Sean, you know what? It's not good. I would. I would watch it. Okay. I would watch it for this show. I would do a lot of things. It I wasn't. I've eaten a lot of weird things for this show. That's true. Uh, I've done a lot of weird things for this show. That would be one thing that I would I, do. I sent you cookies. Uh, no, but it's it's not a horrible movie. It's actually more I was boring more about than anything else. Covered ants, but um, okay, those were, those were good. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, anyway, so yeah, cool. All right, well there we go. We did it, Matt. We did it. We did it. Solid. We did it. We're I think that the, the the kaiju is also. I love that idea. So. The, mm-hmm. the the ones on my list I'm going to take away from this is video game movies, but I think Batman, I agree, is a good one. Kaiju is a great one. Um, I think all the rest of them were, were solid. I think they were good yeah. ideas, but I think those were our biggest. I, do, I really do like the idea of the Kaiju movies. I'm trying to watch new types of things I don't normally watch. Yeah. And so I think the video game movies is a good example of that. But I think the Kaiju one is also a good example of that. We could save the Tom Hanks one for sweeps. That's a good sweeps week idea. Yeah, I, you know, I just think they're funny movies, and they're just such mm-hmm. of the time, and it's just fun. I, I, I wish he would make more comedies, because it's so fun. I have seen one or two of them, and seeing him in those movies, it's like, he's so funny. Like, he's a, you know, you see him in Saturday Night Live or something, he's a funny guy. Um, and I wish he would do more comedies, but he just doesn't, so. Um, all right, Matt, well, good. What a great episode. Look at us, back Very in the good. saddle. So there, there it is, yep. Back Very to good. it quite a summer we have coming up uh it's going to be a lot of fun so folks you're going to want to come back and check it out up for debate.tv is our website you can go there and get all the episodes make sure you subscribe or you get podcasts just look for up for debate the big purple icon uh and check out the video version on youtube and of course you can get a hold of us at up for debate tv on twitter or email up for debate tv at gmail.com matt do you have anything you'd like to plug wink uh <laughs> wink i do have a uh a, an additional podcast i i've branched out um, just so I could tie, you still have two, right? This one and one other. You haven't expanded further. No, no, I don't know. No more. No more. That I'm retiring. No more. So I have a second, I have, I am part of a second podcast. It is called tomorrow is canceled. We talk specifically about video games and video game news. Um, we also banter a bit about like movies and, and other the pop culture stuff, but it, we, we pretty much uh, bring you the news of, of the month um, in video games. So check us out uh, any place you, you listen to podcasts. Tomorrow is canceled.
or at tomorrowiscanceled.com. Tomorrow's which I can't believe. Right. I can't believe that domain was available. As soon as I saw it was available, I snapped it up. I said, "That's a great one. Someone should have owned that." That's yeah. That's shocking. Absolutely shocking. And we have a great producer. Oh, um, this well, guy right here. We have a great a great uh, designer. This guy right here. What <laughs> yeah, don't you do besides? I mean, we have to have you actually on the show. Right. Other than other than talking on the episode, <laughs> I do it all. But that's okay. You are a um, behind the scenes guy. Mm-hmm. But I will say, Matt, and I'm not just saying this because obviously you're a friend and we've done the show, but, you know, I, if you go back and listen to the first episode of this podcast and the Goldilocks Zone days or the first episode of Don't Panic, uh, they are not nearly as good as the first episode, uh, the first couple episodes of Tomorrow's Canceled It. So I will say it is off to a very good start. Um, I think there's the hosts are all the hosts are great. It's great chemistry, obviously room to go and grow and improve. But I think for a new show, um, it's a great time to jump in. You're 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 not going to want to miss you're not going to want to, like this show, you're not going to want to jump in episode 200. You're going to want to get in early on these guys. So I do recommend people go subscribe and check it out. Um, wonderful. Well, listen, we got so much great stuff coming up. Please come back. But until then, Matt and I got to wrap it up. Go enjoy our, our holiday weekend. So on behalf of Matt, I'm Sean. We appreciate being here. And we'll see you next time for another great edition of Up for Debate. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Matt Mariani and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.